0: hello everyone and welcome back to chronic pain and paranoia it's us welcome back we're so <laughs> glad you're here and since we've been getting consistently new listeners we thought we'd reintroduce ourselves i'm emily jacks i'm emily johnson and we're best friends who love all things spooky whether that's true crime or we're paranormal and we both also have endometriosis which results in chronic pain hence the name chronic pain and paranoia if you didn't know
1: i'm very chronically ill and i have very chronic paranoia
0: either way we are so glad you guys are here um today's episode we're going to be doing a special on alcatraz woohoo bit of a deep dive whether that's the true crime part the spooky paranoia it's very chronic pain paranoia episode Mm -hmm. also we're gonna add a new segment where we tell you anything true crime or scary related that we have consumed recently Mm -hmm. bits of media whether that's um movies books shows tiktoks videos tiktoks i see so many
1: scary tiktoks it's crazy oh i just remembered one too did you yeah, you're no you'll know what I'm talking okay. about. Okay.
0: So for me, I recently listened to a murder with my husband episode. I think it was called like um Bed and Breakfast murder. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And I really recommend you listen to that one. It's one of their more recent ones, so you'll be able to find it easily. The tea. It was really good, but like he this like college student killed four people in the bed and breakfast like he kept digging himself deeper basically
1: as they do yeah but yeah
0: it was crazy it was sad but wow that stuck in my brain and then something else my boyfriend and i recently watched a jacksepticeye video um he played a horror game called something terrible happened on september 7th Mm -hmm. super long name (laughs) i'm very proud that you remember that same i didn't even look at my phone guys yeah she just like pulled that out of her brain i looked it up a second ago though so that's probably why i remember but it has this like really creepy christmas elf doll in it that keeps growing bigger and stuff and like other things are happening in this house and has really good jump scares and like the atmosphere is good i think it's supposed to be in russia Mm -hmm. it's like the character will say things in russian and you're just like okay but like it is a pretty random horror game like it doesn't make much sense but i i enjoyed watching it and it's like a once playthrough type of game Mm -hmm.
1: a good indie game
0: yeah yeah and just like the visual of the elf was so creepy and good. Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um what I've been up to lately. Uh I actually haven't been consuming a whole bunch of true crime paranormal other than what I look for with the podcast. Yeah. But I've semi been following the Lori Vallow Daybell trial. Mm-hmm. Um for anyone who doesn't know, she like was a member of the LDS church she claims she still was but she went cult level basically yeah and her husband her children her the guy she was having an affair with her new husband his wife ended up dead and so now they're on trial for it yeah she her two kids
0: ended up being found,
1: found yeah dead. they were missing for a really long time so she's on trial yeah and it just ended So now the jury's going to get into deliberations, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious to see how that turns out, like, how fast they deliberate. For sure. It's always interesting. Yeah, because, like, the defense didn't make any, like, call any more witnesses to the stand. Like, we just have closings, and that's it. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. interesting.
0: From what you were telling me, it definitely feels like the defense threw up their hands. They're kind of just like, well... (laughs) basically i'm like really
1: confused with the really, defense but i'm also not a lawyer yeah i think they know how it looks though
0: yeah so i'm like uh like she was calling like these people who ended up dead mm-hmm. they her and her affair partner were calling
1: them like zombies and they like zombies. had to die yeah they would they had a light and dark system
0: mm-hmm. so
1: if you were dark you were possessed by a spirit or a devil mm-hmm And so they would do castings, as they would call them in quotations. It's like a prayer group where they would pray over the person with the darkness. And it would hopefully leave. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it did leave. But sometimes it would come back as a new devil. And so if that didn't work, they'd have to be killed. Definitely just like terrible cult. Cult Cultish. Murderous behavior way off the lds church believings oh yeah like it started out as that first with like some twists and you're like okay but then like you get into the castings and the zombies and you're like what the heck is going on
0: clearly like i don't know yeah it's the sort of thing where you're like there has to be some psychosis involved right yeah because you almost don't want to believe that sane human beings are capable of things like that no i don't know yeah That's a hard case to go Mm -hmm. through. I don't know if we would ever cover it unless you guys really, really, really wanted us to. I don't know if we could. There's just so much. It's, oh my gosh, there's so much content in that. It would take weeks. Forever.
1: Anywho. Anywho. um, My other one was just that I got tagged by like a bot in a (gasps) creepy video and I sent it straight to Emily and I said, excuse me?
0: What's funny is like I had seen the video before because... I am on the creepy side of TikTok on and off. Amen. And it was just really weird. It's definitely an unsettling thing to, like, be tagged in. Even if
1: it is a bot, it's just gross. And I was like, excuse me. Like, why you? Yeah.
0: (laughs) So weird. Okay. Anyways. Emily, how would you rate your
1: pain today? Today, I feel like a shake weight. If you don't know what that is, it's a weight from, like, the 90s- early 2000s that just shakes to make you lose weight yeah i feel like that my brain feels like a shake weight Mm.
0: that's one of my favorite ones you've ever done
1: thank you are you crying
0: maybe i'm like (laughs) laughing to the point of tears though that is that's great that's amazing thank you um i always think of mine on my drive over here Mm mm-hmm and the first thing that came to mind when I put some thought into it was I feel like a um, shrimp boil, <laughs> Or <laughs> yeah. Or crawfish. Crawfish. Um, yeah. I've been stewing for a while mm-hmm. with spices and and citrus. It's just warm. And now I'm all curled up. Yeah. And my tummy
1: hairs. But it's your birthday tomorrow. It is my birthday tomorrow. Whoa. I kinda keep forgetting technically today when this episode comes out it'll be that's today. true yeah this
0: is coming out on my birthday that's Woo-hoo.
1: funny yay I, emily wouldn't
0: let me do another mothman episode i said nothing
1: the side eye i gave you i said i've never heard." i of said this. i'm just
0: kidding <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've got
0: my finger guns out. emily has never said no to me in her life i am spoiled I'm also a people pleaser,
1: <laughs> but also there's not much to tell you know about.
0: I, that's fair, I don't think I'm
1: very unreasonable.
0: We don't have beef. I'm very excited for us to eventually have a video set up so you can see our facial expressions and also when we point at each other, or finger guns at each other, because <laughs> it happens so often and you guys just don't know. And it's
1: what our friendship was built on, really. Oh, 100%. I'd be like, Emily, get me the butter. Ah, uh,
0: 100%. I'd be like, no. <laughs> oh good times. But yeah, I feel like shrimp boil. I haven't even had one. I just see people make them on TikTok. They look good. They do. I have I don't, I haven't, really, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i haven't really even had seafood like at all though really mm-hmm. Emily,
1: i, I grew up know. in a family
0: that didn't like eat fish or shellfish or anything like that i love seafood
1: i think most of my family doesn't like it um family let me know some of you listen like my dad likes it he's specific about it but mm-hmm. he also served his mission in japan okay so there's like the raw fish aspect but he doesn't like salmon yeah unless it's raw yeah um but I'll eat anything quite honestly I like
0: I want to like it but it feels so late in life for me that I feel like there's a high probability of me being weirded out by the texture because I'm a big texture person
1: I get that I like the texture though depending on what kind of fish it is yeah I just recently started liking mustard wow i'm a mustard big girl. girl things yeah i'm like wow i'm a full grown adult wow now. <laughs> i like mustard <laughs> those big girl things mm-hmm. we
0: should probably get started i'm so yeah, sorry it's oh my okay gosh. this podcast contains sensitive materials such as violence murder paranormal activity and other adult topics so listener discretion is advised While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emilys with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be in the show notes or we will tell you. We should probably change this disclaimer by now, but...
1: But you know, here we are. Yeah, let's move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, Emily. We're talking about Alcatraz today. Yes! I just want to give a a heads up to everyone before I get too deep and we start talking and I forget. You will hear this occasionally. Because I'm an old woman who took notes on a notebook. That's okay. They'll just hear
0: my um, nail taps on my iPad so it'll like even it out.
1: It's ASMR though. I love hearing your little nail clicks
0: some people like it some people hate it i get that my brother hates it i like it from you specifically i don't know why i feel honored um okay so i'm gonna get us started today all of my stuff is coming directly from an fbi article it's literally from (gasps) fbi.gov um i think it's literally called alcatraz escape so yeah it would be easy for you to find.
1: Your FBI agent was looking out for you on that
0: one. Oh, 100%. He's like, look, (laughs) I wrote this. He's like,
1: here's the online. Could you imagine if we had our own personal FBI agents and they were like the scullion molder of the FBI? I would live for that.
0: I like, I wonder if they would be like, oh, what are you researching now? Do you need help? (laughs) Here's a bone. He's so cute. Anyway. Moving on. So... In its heyday, we all know it was the ultimate maximum security prison. hmm So located on a lonely island in the middle of San Francisco Bay, Alcatraz, a.k.a. The Rock, yeah. had held captive since the Civil War. But it was in 1934, the high point of a major war on crime, that Alcatraz was re-fortified into the world's most secure prison. Its eventual inmates included dangerous public enemies like Al Capone and George Machine Gun Kelly. And yes, that is where Machine Gun Kelly got his name.
1: Listen. Moving on. I'm a really big dummy and didn't know there were two. And so the first time I heard of Machine Gun Kelly, I was like, Huh? Oh uh. That's really funny. No, like in his
0: rap battle with Eminem and mm-hmm. what in his like returning song. I think it was called Rap Devil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He says, you were named after Candy, I was named after a gangster. Wow. And I was like, I mean, that's fair. I don't listen to Machine Gun Kelly, I just knew who he was. I don't like Eminem. I have Hot a take. Confession. Yeah. I'm
1: dyslexic. <laughs> we all know this. I'm like, Emily, that's not much of a confession. No. Just you wait. Mm-hmm. Eminem. Mm-hmm. I thought the way you spell it spelled out Enem.
0: That's fair, honestly. I Especially in certain fonts.
1: There were two separate rappers <laughs> <laughs> until recently. And my little oh, sister, recently. I don't want to say. <laughs> my little sister was like, Who's Enem? And I was like, Enem. And then I pulled up, I spelled Eminem. I thought Eminem was just like, M&M. M. No, yeah, I get that. Oh my gosh. I'm so embarrassed, but like that it is, had to
0: be shared because it's That's very funny.
1: funny. <laughs> Anyways,
0: I keep sidetracking us. To be clear, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly either very much.
1: I'm just here for the drama between him and um, Megan Fox. Oh yeah, 100%. Anyway, I don't like either of them to be clear, and I don't care. Anyway. And I'm sorry to keep derailing us
0: we're having a hard time
1: i'm really add
0: i'm just here i don't know what my
1: excuse is i don't think i have one you're just here you're such a good person you follow the conversation so well it's like you're around me all the time or you see all my random text jumps wow i'm so sorry i'm just trying to get a drink of red bull also she drinks it from like a little koozie that has a jack-o'-lantern on it and it's so cute because it's on my cart that's also covered in jack-o'-lanterns i thought
0: i lost it this week but it was just in my car and my sister was like it made it smell like red bull for a few days it was actually really nice oh red bull smells really good but i was like i'm sorry i didn't know it was in there i literally thought i left it at my office and i was like i'm gonna have to go to the front desk and be like did you find a pumpkin koozie? And they'll be like, why do you have a koozie, you
1: drunk at work? Why do you have a pumpkin koozie? You'd be like, listen, pull it out and I'll show you.
0: (laughs) I just need caffeine. Okay, sorry. We have to move. I've read one. (laughs) I've read two paragraphs. Okay.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: (laughs) In the 1930s, Alcatraz was already a forbidding place. I think it's supposed to say foreboding. Mm Mm-hmm. Surrounded by the cold, rough waters of the Pacific, the redesign included tougher iron bars, a series of strategically positioned guard towers, and strict rules, including a dozen checks a day on the prisoners. Escape seemed near impossible. Mm-hmm. Despite the odds from the 19... Whoa. <laughs> Despite the odds from 1934 until the prison was closed in 1963, 36 men tried 14 separate escapes nearly all were caught or didn't survive the attempt the fate of three particular inmates however remains a mystery to this day here is their story
1: ooh spooky um i also put in my notes for the history part um i just wrote the biggest baddies come here
0: <laughs> so earlier when we went on a whole tangent about machine gun kill i was telling you you know, the OG Machine Gun Kelly was there. Also, Al Capone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of criminals who had a history of escapes and also the occasional wild card, like the infamous Birdman of Alcatraz. And Emily, Yucky. other Emily, mm-hmm. is going to tell
1: us about that later. So mm-hmm. I wanted to mention it. Anyway. He's gross, most of all. That's all you need to know.
0: I don't really remember his story right now, so it's going to be a good experience for all of us later.
1: Yeah. Funny, but he's disgusting. I have a really bad memory. That's okay. I'm clearly in this conversation. my head hurts. Uh, yeah, my head hurts so bad. Like, I'm warm. I'm, like, not going
0: to be able to wear my headphones for our second recording today. That's fine. We really need to keep going. Okay. Yeah. So let's introduce our friends who tried this escape. Frank Morris arrived at Alcatraz in January 1960 after convictions for bank robbery, burglary, and other crimes and related and repeated attempts to escape various prisons. Later that year, a convict by the name of John Angelin, I don't know, was sent to Alcatraz followed by his brother Clarence in early 1961. All three knew each other from previous stints in prison. Assigned to adjoining cells, they began hatching a plan to escape. Morris, known for his intelligence, took the lead in planning. They were aided by another inmate, Alan West. On June 12, 1962, the routine early morning bed check turned out to be anything but. Three convicts were not in their cells. John Angelin, Sorry. It's all Actually, good. I'm not. No. <laughs> He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. His brother, Clarence, and Frank Morris. In their beds was cleverly built dummy heads made of plaster, flesh tone paint, and real human hair that apparently fooled the night guards. The prison went to lockdown, and an intensive search began. Those heads are the creepiest looking They're things. They so scary. I hate them. I want to, like, add so many pictures to the instagram post for this episode but like y'all would be scrolling forever yeah it'd be a novel i think they actually got the clippings from the barber shop i think it probably mentions that later oh i'm nodding by the way
1: (laughs) (laughs) i forget we're not visual this is like
0: one of the most legendary prison escapes of all time yeah i'm sure you guys have heard of this so here is where you have to remember. I'm reading straight from an FBI article. I was not good and in, in in just reading. Um, so it's gonna say we as an FBI, not we as in me and Emily. Gotcha. No, we were the
1: detectives. We were actually in the '60s. Yes, we're actually immortal. I was actually born before my parents were. So T. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we were notified immediately and asked to help. Our office in San Francisco leads... Whoa. Our office in San Francisco (laughs) set leads for offices uh, nationwide to check for any records on the missing prisoners and their previous escape attempts. All three have made previous attempts, by the way. We also interviewed relatives of the men and compiled all of their identification records and asked boat operators in the bay to be on the lookout for debris. Within two days, a packet of letters sealed in rubber and related to the men was c- recovered. Okay. Later, some paddle-like pieces of wood and bits of rubber in a tube were found in the water. A homemade life vest was also discovered washed up on cronk hike beach it's a really funny name mm-hmm. but extensive searches did not turn up any other items in the area there's also a paddle
1: oh okay just putting that on there just the things
0: i'm also impressed that they thought to make life vests. yeah
1: well the water was like really it's really insane scary over there aren't there a lot of sharks too i think so like the water's cold enough yeah. Um supposedly though. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed. I that saw might a TikTok just be about a thing. it. Yeah. I also saw a TikTok about a girl who was like looking at Alcatraz from like you know, ca- the California land that is part Coast, of yeah. the rest of us. Um and she's like, My toxic trait is thinking that I could swim this channel. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think I also have that toxic trait. I don't. Um, in my heyday I'd be like, sure. Now, no. Mm mm i have no confidence in that just because it doesn't look far from like where she yeah, was at for sure you're just like oh it's just over there but it's like that water's so choppy it's cold it's freezing there's currents currents probably sharks probably most likely i like sharks i love sharks i went through a whole shark phase
0: i am still in my shark phase
1: always um, and forever
0: always and forever shark girl
1: My Minecraft name is Sharky Girl. Come find me if you want. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just choppy out there. Yeah. It's insane and cold. and
0: For sure. All right, so our friends at the FBI start piecing things together. Mm -hmm. So as days went by, the FBI, Coast Guard, and Bureau of Prison Authorities and others began to find more evidence and piece together the ingenious escape plan we were aided by inmate alan west who didn't make it out of his cell in time and began providing us with information here's what we
1: learned he's like they left me I, behind i'm gonna tell him everything i love that he's like so they left me i'm a snitch
0: yeah i would be mad too i'm like you left me on the freaking rock wow like, excuse me it's like that guy on tiktok who does like you know if certain historical things have happened like happened now and he like answers the phone he's like what <laughs> like you threw tea in the harbor without me like why didn't you wake me up like <laughs> i love that <laughs> he would do great on this anyway mm-hmm. the group had begun laying plans of previous december when one of them came across some old saw blades using crude tools including a homemade drill made from the motor of a broken vacuum cleaner the plotters each loosened the air vents at the back of their cells by painstakingly drilling closely spaced holes around the cover so the entire section of the wall could be removed. Once through, they hid the holes with whatever they could a suitcase, a piece of cardboard, etc. Hmm. Behind the cells was a common, unguarded utility corridor. They made their way down this corridor and climbed into the roof of their cell block inside the building where they set up a secret works- workshop. They taking turns keeping watch for guards in the evening before the last count. They used a variety of stolen and donated materials to build and hide what they needed to escape. More than 50 ring coats that they stole or gathered were turned into makeshift life preservers and a 6 by 14 foot rubber raft. This seems carefully stitched together and I think melted. Yeah, melted by the hot steam pipes in the prison. The idea came from magazines that were found in the prisoner cells. They also built wooden paddles and converted a musical instrument into a tool to inflate the raft. I'm... Probably an accordion.
1: Shocked. Like at how crafty they were. Also, 50 raincoats. Okay, that was also... How did how you not did I notice... notice? 50 raincoats have gone
0: missing. That's a lot. Like, excuse me? How does this prison even have the funding to notice that those are missing? They didn't. That's why they closed. Fair. (laughs) 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 And this probably ruined their reputation of the prison a little bit. For sure. Like you would think. So at the same time, they were looking for a way out of the building. The ceiling was a good 30 feet high. But using a network of pipes, they climbed up and eventually pried open the ventilator at the top of the shaft. They kept it in place temporarily by fashioning a fake bolt out of soap. This is like a heist movie. It is. On the evening of June 11th, they were ready to go. Wes, though, did not have his ventilator grill completely removed and was left behind. Oh. I kind of feel bad for him, but at the same time, all these guys probably died. I know. We're getting
1: there. Because I think that's kind of funny. Is kind of funny. Peace and
0: love. The three others got into the corridor, gathered their gear, and climbed up and out through the ventilator and got onto the prison roof. Then they shimmied down the bakery smokestack at the rear of the cell house, climbed over the fence, and snuck to the northeast shore of the island and launched their raft.
1: They were out of there.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, that's so many places that they could have gotten caught and they didn't. It's crazy.
1: I think probably, like, they assumed, like, why would you even try to escape? Like, you're not going to get far. Yeah, for sure. That it, probably a couple things Mm. were slid by.
0: Yeah. So, what happens next remains a mystery. Did they make it across the bay? Did they get to Angel Island and then cross to Raccoon Strait into Marin County as planned? Or did the wind and waves get the better of them? My stomach is growling. I really hope you guys don't hear it. Um, Plenty of people have gone to great lengths to prove that the men could have survived, but the question remains did they? Our investigation at the time concluded otherwise for the following reasons 1. Crossing the bay. Yes, youngsters have made it more than a mile long swim from Alcatraz to Angel Island, but with strong currents and frigid bay water, the odds were clearly against these men. 2. Three, if by land. The plan, according to our prison informant, was to steal clothes in a car once on land, but we never uncovered any thefts like this, despite the high-profile nature of the case. Fair. Um, two. Two. This is three. Uh, family ties. Yeah. <laughs> if the escapees had help, we couldn't um, uncover it. The families appeared unlikely to even have the financial means to provide any real support. Remember, when you get out of prison, you literally have nothing. Yeah. Um, four. Missing in action. For the 17 years we worked on this case, no credible evidence emerged to suggest that these men were still alive, either in the U.S. or overseas. The case was officially closed on December 31st, 1979. Wow. Yeah. It's still being investigated by the US Marshals Service in case they're still alive, but doubtful. Yeah. Uh there was a Mythbusters episode on this mm-hmm. where they tested to see if the rafts would like make it or like you know, it'd be possible.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think they ruled that it was plausible. But not I personally don't think. I don't My think stomach is they being survived. so loud. I'm so hungry. I'm so
1: sorry. And it smells like cinnamon here. <laughs> it in does. here. So now we're just extra I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'll try to get through this. It's okay. Everyone buckle in.
0: I personally don't think those. I don't think they survived though. No. Because. um, There could have easily been holes in the raft.
1: For sure. Like, how could they test it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They can't test if it's watertight. And like.
1: And the fact that everything washed up.
0: Yeah. And it was cold and the odds just were against them. I don't think they made it. No. There would have been evidence of them reaching land, like, stealing stuff to survive, like.
1: Most likely, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they made it.
0: But, cool story. Uh, Crazy escape attempt. They definitely were super resourceful.
1: Yeah. That was crafty. The
0: bolt made out of soap is crazy.
1: The 50 raincoats. That makes me mad. Uh, yeah. They just, yep, these are mine now. I'm sure they did it slowly over time. Yeah. and like, they, I think you would notice, like, but every also, so often. Like,
0: don't you think other prisoners would be like, Hey, yo, like, Jimmy and them are asking for a lot of freaking raincoats and they're being sus about it.
1: Here's the thing.
0: I'm not giving them my raincoat.
1: One of my sources for my part um, was in Alcatraz as a prisoner. She said over 150 people knew about the escape. (laughs) Over 150 inmates knew. That's so funny. (laughs) They're like, these guards can rot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's funny. Maybe. I'm taking out my phones. Uh huh. I don't. That's really funny. Yeah. I don't know, maybe people are more likely to snitch nowadays.
1: I would snitch. I oh, have snitch in my story too. So.
0: T. When it comes to like prison and legal things, I will always
1: snitch. For sure. Like I'm not going to be honest. You're not out safe with that. me.
0: Like Emily, if you committed a crime,
1: peace and love, I would I would solve snitch crime. on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be like so I know this girl.
0: And also that would be a really good podcast episode.
1: I would sit down solo if you'd committed the crime and I'd be like, "Listen." Absolutely. Emily robbed a bank. She needed more chains to attend her metal concert.
0: (laughs) And then you just rip me a new one on all the mistakes I made. I'd be like, like, you're stupid. And she got caught. I'm so sorry. This is Red Bull. We're professionals.
1: We are. Uh, So Emily already talked about the history. Basically, she said everything I needed to say. Other than like... 1,576 men were housed here over the time oh, wow. of the prison, like yeah, the Alcatraz, yeah. Now, like the main frame. You're going to hear me moving my notes a lot because I have to flip back and forth because that's how my brain works. You're good. So the hauntings on Alcatraz, they are very much your run-of-the-mill hauntings. You have mm-hmm. your usual doors closing for no apparent reason, freezing temperatures, Unearthly screams. The feeling of being watched. Ye old haunting. Ye old haunting. Um, and there's just, like, a lot of evidence of things happening. Like, if you search Alcatraz ghost, right now there's a photo that a couple had taken and they claim it's a ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't take it personally if I have seen it on Reddit. Like, I'm gonna need the receipts. Uh, <laughs> Fair. To be quite honest. Fair. So... I'm gonna describe the hauntings through a Dead Files episode that I watched. Emily, have you ever watched the Dead Files? No, I have not. That's okay. I didn't expect you to. Okay. Um, so basically, it's a show where these two investigators go in and investigate supposedly haunted places. The catch is that one of them, Amy, is a psychic. Oh, okay. The other one is Steve. He's an NYPD homicide detective. Oh wow. So, I thought you were just going to say and Steve. And Steve. He's Steve. He's got the camera. No, he's like legit. Okay, cool. So, the premise of the show is that they go in separately to these places. Steve oh, cool. finds out whatever information he can separately, and Amy goes in with her psychic vibes. I believe in psychics, for starters. Mhm. Just so everyone can clear the air. I don't believe in most mainstream psychics though, unless you're Tyler Henry. I'm sorry. Fair. Like Long Island Medium, I'm sorry. You put on too much of a show for me. Yeah. Teresa. Teresa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the way I'm, I'm knowing their names. The way but. we just bash people without
0: them even knowing. No hate to, to Teresa. To our like 40 listeners and they're just like, get him. <laughs> <laughs> the 40 consistent
1: listeners we have. <laughs> Um, it's no hate to Teresa. Get your coin, girl. But, um, no. Yeah. So, that's the premise of the show Dead Files. This is a special case because Amy already knew, like, walking onto the island that it was Alcatraz because you have to get there. It's Alcatraz, yeah. But they still did, like, cover up any information in the building of, like, who was there. Just because she doesn't know about it. Like, she knows what it is, but it's not like she knows steve was in cell cell block b two like Mm. things like that so they covered all of that information up so i'm actually gonna do it different than the show does usually it's back to back amy will discover something and then it'll go right to steve and see what he discovers Mm -hmm. um but i'm just gonna tell you about amy's experience and then we're gonna walk into what steve found cool so amy walks in and the first thing she feels is, like, deep, deep dread. Like, she's on the ground on her hands and knees. Probably played up a little, but she could be feeling yeah. it. Yeah. She's like, I've never felt this way in my whole life. It's so sad and dreadful here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hears things saying solitary, something about poking, touching, and pulling hair. She's like, mm. okay, so there's a guy here that likes to do that. Ew! And she sees a man in a blue shirt and she sees him like being pushed like in the shoulder or like kind of pulled i moved my microphone away from me but (laughs) (laughs) and she hears ouch like as this is happening just ouch and then she hears the spirit come through and people are like some people think that he's a devil worshiper and he kind of has weird dreams this is what a spirit is telling Mm -hmm. her so she keeps talking to the same spirit and it tells her that the touchy ghost was an arsonist so the one she first felt when she walked in she felt fire. She felt arson. She was like, mm-hmm. okay, so this guy's, like, not someone to deal with. Yeah. And the same spirit that's telling her all of this is, like, walking her through the whole entire prison. Like, I'm gonna give you the rundown. And so the camera guy's like, okay, who's telling you all this information, friend? She goes, Stan. <laughs> and then, so Stan's guiding her. And I wrote, snitch, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's, like, describing all the prisoners, what goes Mm -hmm. on. Amy's still going through, and she still is feeling, like, the sense of pushing or marching. She's like, okay. Like, she's being pushed. She's marching in a line. Like, think Lord of the Rings orcs. That kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Dan's telling her that the guards could be worse than the inmates. She's getting Mm -hmm. that feeling. Like, they treated the inmates so bad, and if you pissed them off, you were screwed. Like, Mm -hmm. they would... But as she's going through, she's also sensing, like, nudity. Like, not in a gross sexual way, but, like, there was nudity in this area. Yeah. And she feels, like, she sees people leaning against the wall, like, with their back to the wall. And their hands are, like, gripping the wall. And kind of, like, feeling. You can Mm -hmm. hear me moving my hand on the wall. Mm -hmm. And that's how she's seeing them. Interesting. So, just remember that. Noted. And then she gets to another room. I'm not going to say the name of the room for a big reveal. She sees a fight and then she sees stabbing. She's like, oh, okay. Someone was killed because of it. I think Ooh. Stan told her that, but she's also seeing a red comb and she's feeling like pain on the side of her face, like along her jawline and mm-hmm. temple and also in her shoulder. She, like a deep pain. She grabs her shoulder, like in between the collarbone, shouldery area. Gotcha. Um, and that's where she felt the person had been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she hears someone say, just like Joey said. Ew. And it, or no, she says, just like Joey said, or something like that. And the camera guy goes, who's Joey? And she's like, he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's the one that died. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's also feeling a sense of homosexuality. That's just the vibe she was getting. Okay. She's being kind of weird about it, too. You can go back and watch the episode. It's like a <laughs> special edition, Dead Files. Um, she's a character. So she keeps walking through. She gets to cell block D, I believe. Amy says there was a rapist here. And he acts like a monkey. Ew. That's the vibe she got. And Stan's like, the guy that was sick, they removed. Uh, everyone hated him. He was disgusting. He raped and killed and acted like an animal. Uh, and he would, like, scream in a cell and that's what stan was telling her she's like okay
0: the other inmates
1: were like get this guy out of here <laughs> basically oh my gosh. they did that's what happened they were like he's disruptive please move him and then the ghost proceeds to tell her these beds weren't this nice <laughs> like straight up that's so funny all it is is like the metal prison frame yeah mattress sheets pillow yeah. and they were too nice And she's like, springs, it was springy, I was feeling uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. She's saying all of this as if she were the prisoner. And then the ghost goes on to describe my hell. She's like, why are you here? He's like, this is my hell. I'm supposed to be here.
0: Interesting.
1: And so that's all of Amy's time. Mm -hmm. That's just the psychic vibes we got through the whole thing. So at the end, she also draws out sketches. Uh Uh-huh. Well, she has a sketch artist. Yeah. So she drew two of them. Mm -hmm. one for stan and one for the ghost joey oh okay the one that got murdered yeah okay now i'm gonna go through steve's but you're gonna hear me flipping a lot that's okay so steve does an investigation as if it were a current homicide Mm -hmm. he'll take all the information he can learn about this situation so first he brings in bob bob's a cool guy Um, He's like, so tell me, what do you feel here? And Bob's like, well, I was in D-block. I was only 13 at the time. And we had done one of the day tours with my family. The tour guide had asked for volunteers to go into solitary because that's what D-block was. It was the solitary confinement Mm. block. Also referred to as, drumroll please, the hole. Of course it was. (laughs) It's always called the hole. And I just... It's so
0: stereotypical that it's also called the rock, the rock, the hole. Like I just hear like gangsters saying it, like ah, they're shipping me out to the rock, the rock, put me in the hole
1: again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Alcatraz is a place for the biggest baddies, like I did earlier. Yeah. So these are the baddies of the baddies. Al
0: Capone was there. Yeah. His cell was like more like an
1: apartment though.
0: Like there was like
1: carpet and stuff. I'll circle back. To okay, that. chill. Yeah. So, Bob had gone in when he was thirteen. Did this day tour, and the the guide. I don't think they're called guides because it's owned by the government now. Mm-hmm. Ranger, because it's Park Service. Oh, okay. Which is really weird, but whatever. So he's like, "I'll do it. I'm thirteen. This is fun. Yeah. I'm having a trip." So he walks all the way back to the back of the cell. I believe it was D thirteen or D fourteen one of those two and the the ranger starts shutting the doors he's like have fun closes the first one closes the second one and closes the big door jeez it's pitch black it's called the hole for a reason you can't see and so he's like okay this is weird whatever i'm just in a dark cell by myself Mm -hmm. and the ranger goes you came there buddy and he's like yeah fine but a second later bob feels someone grab him on the shoulder and he hears, your mind mine. But not only does he hear it, he can feel it. Like, when you feel someone whispering in your ear, he felt like little hairs.
0: Absolutely
1: uh, not. Terrified. And then they let him out. They're like, okay, welcome back out. <laughs> Bob didn't tell anyone. He's probably all pale and they're like, ooh, dang. <laughs> he did some time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two minutes, but like, jeez. Yeah, so basically that That's was. That's scary. Yeah, that was Bob's experience. So Steve is like, I'm gonna go find some more people who might have experiences. So he contacts Sam, and I only have one sentence for Sam because he's literally in the episode for 30 seconds. Oh, okay. He gets a light push on the shoulder and hears someone say, Got a light. Ew. Yeah. Why is everyone getting pushed on the shoulder? Uh huh. That's weird. Uh huh. And remember, Got a light. Yeah. So when Amy had walked through the very first ghost, the pokers and arsonist. Of course he wants a lighter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Right? Wow. So that's all that I have for Sam, but it kind of connects the ghost that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Or demon. Depending on who you are. In cell block D, cell 14, the one that Bob had been in, confirmed now because I wrote it down later, whatever there was a bit of a weird history so like bob had said the room gets pitch black you can't see anything there's no windows there's no light in between the doors or whatever one prisoner was in there he was screaming to be let out like you do unearthly screams yeah he was screaming let me out let me out there's someone in here let me out and he'd been in the cell for a while because it's not like they move them around Mm -hmm. all the time so he's always covered in bruises mind you and they're like okay weird yeah. The officer's like thinking nothing of it because that's what you do when you hallucinate because the hole is not ideal for for any situation. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you commit crimes, I don't really think you should be put in a hole anyways.
0: No. So they're probably just thinking like the hole is getting to him. Yeah. Being in pitch black for mm-hmm. a week at a time isn't great for the mental
1: health. Basically. So they're like, whatever. The next morning they go in give him his breakfast or whatever and he's dead oh so it's speculated that a demon had killed him the same demon that had talked to bob huh yeah and that's basically all the information we have about it because it's speculated that that's what did it to him but he's also could have just gone crazy yeah i had mentioned earlier that i had a source who was actually an inmate his name's robert He did time from 1954 to 1959. Basically, he just robbed a bank. Why are there so many bank robbers? I don't know. They just live in their life. So, Robert goes on to describe that it's a very strict prison. Yeah. He's like, the guards are nothing to mess with. Mm -hmm. We're kept on a very strict schedule. We're pushed from place to place. Okay. Remember, Amy feels this motion. Yeah. She said, I feel pushing and marching. Mm -hmm. And so people speculate that it's just them. The prisoners moving around. She's feeling the prisoners being moved around. And Rob goes on to say, sorry, I called him, excuse me, I called him Rob just to make it easier, but his name's Robert. Oh, okay. Uh, So he said you learn real quick not to mess with the guards. Mm -hmm. They will mess with your food. Oh. They'll make sure you don't eat, they'll, they're rude, they're terrible. Yeah. Some of them are. Um, but he also remembers also having the best food there, because one of the, um, Warrens was like, most prison fights break, break out because the lack of food. Yeah. So we're gonna feed you, we're gonna make sure you're well fed, but. That's fair. He's not every single guard in the prison. Yeah. And then Robert goes on to explain that he spent 29 days in the hole. Jeez. They'd stripped him and said, you don't need your clothes. Get in there. So he said he was stripped naked and then he would just feel for the walls.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's what
1: Amy was feeling. Yeah. So it was kind of confirming everything. and like Yeah. It could all be staged, but I'd like to think it's not. Yeah. So that's what she's saying. And the only way he could tell time was that they brought him bread and water every morning or every third morning. Um, and. That's how he kept track of time. But he personally never saw anyone die at his time, during his time. That's good. Which is- For him. Yeah. Now I'm going to move on to George. George was a guard. George is our homie. So, within the- Was he a nice guard? Yeah. Okay, cool. Within the first 30 minutes, they threw him- On his first day, they threw him into the barber shop. You know, where they were collecting their hair clippings. (laughs) Ew. So, Freddie Lee Thomas was cutting hair, and Joseph, I can't read my own handwriting, Joseph, uh, was getting his hair cut. So, Joseph all of a sudden jumps out of his chair, and George is like, okay, what the heck? And then Freddie runs after him and stabs him. Oh! They go down together, and Freddie just keeps stabbing him. And at this point, George is on top of both of them, like, what the heck, get off. So, George gets scraped across the face, which, that's the only injury he had. Uh Uh-huh. But within 20 minutes, Joseph was dead and on the floor in a pool of his own blood. Jeez. And this is this guy's first day. Not even first hour. He had seen this guy getting his hair cut, and he was dead before his first hour was ever finished. He's like, this place sucks. Yeah. And so at one point, Freddie goes down and says, I love you, and kisses Joseph on the cheek. Hey. Do you remember now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was standing not even a foot outside of the barber shop Gotcha. When she felt that. Yeah, and
0: she felt the sensation on her jaw and temple. That was the guard scratch, the stab, mm-hmm. the red comb, uh-huh. the homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> it's all adding up. It all adds up. That's crazy. I actually remember that from when the new BuzzFeed Unsolved. The... Watchers. Watcher. Yeah. When they went to Alcatraz pretty recently. I almost watched it.
1: Again, I watched it when it first came out, Mm. so I don't remember anything.
0: But yeah, I remember them talking about that, and that, that incident was thought of probably to be, like, some sort of couple feud...
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, he probably like, killed him to get him out of there.
0: Yeah, that was another theory. Like, either they were fighting
1: or, like, things were bad for them because of their identity. Yeah, they were two black men. Woof. Yeah. In the 60s. Yeah. In
0: Alcatraz. In Alcatraz. Who? Yeah. That's rough. Um, I'm shifting. You guys are. I also took out my hair. You're good.
1: Hopefully you can't hear my bird bands going, bring You're yeah, fine. So, um, I'm going to talk about another guard, Patrick. It was his job to take the prisoners to and from Maine to Alcatraz. Oh, okay. Uh, so, Steve goes on to describe, what's, like, the craziest thing you've seen? Like, have you seen anything crazy? And he goes, yeah, I was in charge of bringing the bird man. Like, he saw the Birdman. So, now I'm going to wow. read a little article tell us this is from alcatrazhistory.com so robert stroud who was better known to the public as the birdman of alcatraz he was probably the most famous inmate to reside on alcatraz in 1909 he brutally murdered a bartender who had allegedly failed to pay a prostitute for whom stroud was pimping in alaska after shooting the bartender to death stroud took the matter or Stroud took the man's wallet to ensure that he and the prostitute would receive compensation for her services. Jeez. In 1911, Stroud was convicted of manslaughter, and he was sent to serve out his sentence at McNeil Island, a federal penitentiary in Washington State. His record at McNeil indicates that he was violent and difficult to manage. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt.
0: No, go for it. He got a charge of manslaughter. That should have been first-degree murder. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That was premeditated. Yeah. Anyway. Well, he also got the death sentence, but his mom was like, please don't, and they were like, sure. Were charges different back then? Probably. Okay. It's a wild west out there. It wasn't that long ago, though. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Over the course of Stroud's 30 years of imprisonment at Leavenworth, he developed a keen interest in canaries. After finding an injured bird in the recreation yard, Stroud was initially allowed to breed birds and maintain a lab inside two adjoining um, segregation cells, since it was. uh, Sorry. Since it was felt that the activity would provide a productive use of his time. I mean, yeah. Better than killing people. Exactly. Well, and he was like. A maniac. He was. He assaulted someone at a hospital. I don't know Jeez. if it was at this Leavenworth or Alcatraz, but he had assaulted this hospital worker, and it was Jeez. insane. And I'll go into how disgusting it is in a minute. But as a result of this privilege, Stroud was able to author two books on canaries and their diseases. Having raised nearly three hundred birds in his cells, oh carefully studying their habits and physiology and even developed and marked medicines for various bird ailments. Although it was widely debated whether the remedies he developed were effective, Stroud was able to make scientific observations that would later benefit research on canary species. Hmm. I don't believe that. I've heard from a couple different sources that it's all bird crap, if you would. It's just nonsense. Basically, he was a crazy man just watching after these birds, and I think most of them died.
0: The guards were probably just happy that, like, he wasn't causing trouble. They're like, okay, whatever.
1: Well, here's the thing. Play with your birds. However, after several years of Stroud's informal research, prison officials discovered that some of the equipment he had requested was actually being used to construct and instill to make alcoholic brew um i think it like he was interested but also he wasn't a scientist by any means uh he was pimping out sex workers real stand-up guy yeah and then all of a sudden he's just like science birds i have two books and they're absolute baloney (laughs) get out um yeah so in 1942, Stroud was transferred to Alcatraz, where he'd spent the next 17 years six years in segregation in D Block, and 11 years in the prison hospital. Jeez. In 1959, he was transferred to the Medical Center of Federal Prisoners in Springfield, Missouri. And there on November 21st, 1963, he was found dead from natural causes by his fellow inmate, Morton Sobel. Yes. Nice. So that's the Birdman. So the Birdman was sick, basically. Yeah. Um he was a serial rapist. He had to be kept away from the other prisoners because of that. Yucky. Yeah. He had his own special bath time because of it. Oh what? So he was just disgusting. The prisoners were like, absolutely not. He's a homicidal maniac. And they were like, Okay, we trust you. The other homicidal maniacs are saying, he's a homicidal maniac. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to be around him, and they're like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Well, yeah, and he would act crazy. Yeah. Cue Amy. Uh He would act like an animal. That's what she said. Stan says he acts like a monkey, is what I have highlighted here. Do you think the ghost meant just, like, crazy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, he would also make animal noises, though. Ew. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. He should have gotten the death penalty with all the trouble he's causing. Just, like... uh, Put him down like a wounded animal. (laughs) Well, he
1: did have the death death penalty. But his mom was like, please don't. And I can understand that for your son, but... Shoot him out back. When the the prisoner guards are even like, we don't know what to do with him.
0: Other criminals are like, can you...
1: Have him not here? (laughs) This sucks. He needs a chill pill.
0: I stand by what I
1: said. Yeah, that's basically the Birdman. Um, And then there was an historian, Christine, who talks about Al Capone. You had mentioned it earlier. Yes. He had a cushy little cell, but it actually wasn't as cushy as some of the other places he was at. Because yeah. he had no way of storing and gifting money to the guards. Mm-hmm. So, like, it wasn't the best time like, for him.
0: other prisons, he was literally treated like a king. He ran the prison, basically. Well, yeah. And that's why he was sent here. Because they're like, can you stop <laughs> taking over the prison,
1: basically? Please stop. So, big reveal time. Who's Stan? Everyone's like, okay, this is weird. So, Amy at one point asks Stan why are you here oh yeah and stan is like i did money collecting because Mm. it was owed to me okay and she's like well did you die here and he was like no i'm in hell Mm. this is hell so basically we're gonna put a pause on that because now in the episode it's when they get together yeah Amy's relaying all this information to Mm -hmm. Steve, and Steve's like, great, okay, you said you felt stabbing? There was stabbing. There was a stabbing, and she was like, oh, okay, and they also have Bob there for some unknown reason. I can't remember why he's there. (laughs) He just wanted to come with. Yeah, but he's there, and so they're describing all these terrible things in cell block D, and, like, people are being pushed, and there's thousands, like, not thousands, but, like, hundreds of reports from the same cell, same area. I also watched Ghost Adventures because I love me is Zach Baggins.
0: <laughs> it's almost like the ghosts go through a routine.
1: They're Basically, like, okay, you
0: push them, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna whisper something over here. Mm-hmm. It's like a little haunted house.
1: Basically, that's what I'd be doing in the afterlife. Yeah. And Amy said at one point she felt like the ghosts were telling her it takes us a lot of energy to even just poke. So the fact that they're consistently poking,
0: it's like they're
1: trying. They
0: want to make themselves known.
1: Yeah. So in the Ghost Adventures episode, it's their normal antics. (laughs) Zach's like, this is the spookiest place I've ever been. And so they bring in (laughs) other paranormal investigators. And it's demonic every time. It is demonic. They walked into uh, D14. Yeah. Yeah. And immediately, he feels weird. And one Mm -hmm. of the paranormal investigators refuses to go in there. She's like, no. Because she felt the poking and the hair pulling. And they even, like, were maybe the electric... Like, the electrical wires are in the wall back here, and that's why we feel this weird static energy. There are, but there's no power. Oh, okay. So, that wouldn't be anything. I just wanted to bring that up. Oh, and supposedly, the island the native americans referred to it as evil island and wouldn't go there at all this is from a guy who was calling an indians so i don't know if it's just word of mouth or if it's legit gotcha i would double check that i would just thought i'd bring mm-hmm. it up and zach at one point is like we're also right by the golden gate bridge some of that energy's probably transferred yeah so many people committed suicide on that bridge yeah and again, with, like, the water channels and it being cold mm-hmm. and maybe some bodies have been pushed back that yeah. way. And so he just brings that up. And I'm like, okay, that's a good point, Mr. Zachary. But you're still crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, the reveal. Amy's sketches. Both of them are identical to Joe. Is the same Joseph that died. Identical. Oh, wow, yeah. Stan is Al Capone wow that's and, crazy yeah they were like well why would he lie yeah it's like he lied he had used aliases all the time and they are like well where does that's St- true Stan come from I think it was the, the place that he was caught was like Stan Hotel or Stan something like that Stanley Hotel not Stanley Stanley it was Stan anyways you can look it up and it has very big relevance to wow Al Capone yeah
0: but, yeah. Al Capone was a very interesting guy. Very. Because obviously organized crime is bad and like he like killed people and ordered kills on people. But also he like ran soup kitchens during the Great Depression and stuff. He's just interesting. And then like, he died because he had a fear of needles and like wouldn't get a shot to save his life. I and, respect like, it. And like the biggest gangster <laughs> like ever is just like can't do noodles man <laughs> i can't do it so funny anyway
1: anyways that is all the hauntings that i have for you it's just one big energy place
0: yeah like with how many people went through that place like energy sticks around and place of sadness and suffering like collects
1: energy as well like it makes sense yeah and it a was- lot of prisons are haunted well, and the whole purpose of that whole island was just to be maximum security. Security. It was in the Civil War a place for war prisoners. Some bad stuff happened there, like Emily
0: said, abusive guards and mm-hmm. you know a lot of corruption and stuff. It's a nasty place. Yeah, is it bad that I still want to visit? <laughs> We're
1: gonna take a little trip. I think it be cool, and y'all are gonna come with us vlog style.
0: Yes. Wouldn't that be so fun if we started vlogging? It'd be so fun. And also, like, destination episodes. It'd be so cool if we could record something there.
1: Yeah. I don't want to pay millions of dollars, though. No.
0: Peace to get mouth. the rights. Yeah. Anyway, that is Alcatraz. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to wherever you're listening. And also follow us on Instagram at Chronic chronicpainandparanoia. Mm-hmm um i always post when new episodes are out and sometimes we will ask for suggestions Mm -hmm. this week i it would be really cool if you guys commented what your favorite episode is i'm curious as to what people like yeah um but yeah thank you again for listening we'll see you next week plug in your heating pads take your meds and stay spooky stay spooky Goodbye. goodbye